0: Pablo Picasso, the famous artist, once said, everything you can imagine is real. And indeed, imagination and especially visualization are common used coaching tools for identifying your personal goals in life. And this episode is actually about why you should not stop at visualization and why you should go actually beyond visualization. So welcome to the podcast, Happy Healthy Life Talk. I'm Monica Mitter and I'm beyond happy that you are here today why we should not stop at visualization. Well, our eyes are by far the most important organs of our sense. Up to 80% of all our impressions are received by our eyes. Why is this the case? Well, evolution has taught us to trust the visual experience more than our taste or our touch or our smell, because we rarely get corrected for things we actually see. So for example, when we are having a conversation in a very loud surrounding We might not understand every word correctly and we might reply to our counterpart, oh, did you just say this? And then our counterpart might reply, well, no, I haven't said that. So we actually get corrected for the things our ears heard. But our eyes don't need to get corrected most of the time, because what we see is actually real. So our eyes are actually the sense we trust the most. And since our vision is so special and unique, it is quite obvious that visualization is a common and often used coaching tool for thinking about personal life goals or for identifying your dreams. And studies show that positive future thoughts and images make people or make us feel good, but can be very harmful for implementing the desired future in our reality. In fact, positive future fantasies and daydreams actually lower our exertion of effort. So we actually don't want to try so hard and thereby we obviously lower the chance to be successful. Well, why is this the case? Why does visualization not necessarily mean that we will actually successfully accomplish that goal? Well, by dreaming about how great our future life is going to be or by visualizing the goals we actually want to achieve, We are actually creating a very satisfied state for our body. We like everything about that dream. Everything looks so calm and beautiful because, of course, it's our dream. We have identified what we want to accomplish and we have even already experienced it, well even if it's just in an imaginary way. And these imaginations cause a very satisfied feeling in our body and it is a very comfortable state for us. Well, as a consequence, our body goes into a relaxed state, and the parasympathetic nervous system, which actually controls our body's ability to relax, gets activated and lowers the systolic blood pressure. So by dreaming about our future, we make our body to chill. Because our body thinks it just accomplished something pretty major. Energy plays a key role in pursuing and achieving desired goals. And energization is actually linked to the sympathetic nervous system, which has a direct influence on our heart. Well, indeed, the sympathetic nervous system is able to increase our heart rate, and thereby more blood is actually pumped in our brain and muscles. So, with an increased heart rate, the total amount of blood which is actually circulating in our body and thereby by supplying our body with resources such as oxygen is actually increased. And the more oxygen in the blood we have, the more fuel our brain has actually to think. And the more fuel we have to think, the more power we have to initiate a fight or flight response or to maintain any physical exercise. Well, in other words, the more power we have to get into action. So this is actually contradictory because visualization means we are already experiencing our desired goal. Well, even if it's just in an imaginary way, but our body enjoys this experience a lot. So our body gets actually in a very relaxed, maybe even sleepy state. However, if we really want to pursue our goal, if we really want to achieve it, we need to get into action, which means our sympathetic nervous system needs to get activated. We need a lot of oxygenated blood in our brain to think, we need a lot of oxygenated blood in our muscles to get into action, to do something just to accomplish our goals. And if we are in a very relaxed state and we are kind of in a sleepy mode, we will never ever get into action. We will enjoy this nice and calm state of relaxation, actually. So you need to get into action. You need to get the power and you need to get this oxygenated blood into your brain and muscles in order to Do something. To sum this up, visualization can be a very effective and useful tool for identifying our goals. But it may not be so effective for actually achieving our goals. Well, actually, the more positive the fantasies in our brain are experienced, the less effort we will invest in realizing these fantasies and the lower our success in achieving the goal will be. So what can you do about it? Well, besides figuring out what the actual goal is, the second step, which is at least as big as the first one, is how to get there. The method I'm going to tell you now is not surprising and it is actually a pretty simple one because it is an important aspect of the actual goal setting process. Take that visualized goal out and make a practical day-to-day plan out of it. So what can you do today in order to achieve that goal? Since the actual finish goal and the current state might be wide apart from each other, start with a two-weeks plan. What can you accomplish in two weeks? What do you want to accomplish in two weeks? And then after, what can you actually accomplish in one month? And as soon as you figure out what you can actually accomplish in two weeks and after that, what you can accomplish in the next month, you have to think about obstacles that might stand in your way. Well, research has shown that people who have a if-then plan, like for example, if something happens, then I will do x, y, z. So this actually increases the probability of success. And this actually increases the probability of the goal attainment across a wide variety of situation, application and population. And I actually want to give you now an example. Because I was at a concert when suddenly, out of the nothing, an extremely loud bang scared the whole audience, including the pianist and all other people who were involved in this, for a couple of seconds. And nobody in the auditorium knew what was actually going on. Well, even the pianist itself was also quite irritated, but he was so cool and concentrated and focused and probably trained that if something unexpected happened and I don't know what it is, I will just continue to play for a couple more seconds. So he actually continued playing for a couple more seconds just to get some time and see if someone in the audience starts panicking or if someone gets gets nervous just to figure out what was actually going on. And indeed, since nobody got panicked, And everybody felt fine. He just continued the concert. And after the concert, it was clear that one of the headlights broke down and caused a super loud bang. But in the heat of the moment, nobody saw what was actually really happening and just heard that super loud bang, which was pretty scary. So you might ask now, why should I think about how hard it is going to be? Or why should I think of all the times when things are getting hard and I'm actually about to fail. But thinking about the if then things actually just means having a plan B or plan C when something unexpected happens. And when you are shy on time, thin on resources, and your brain is actually hijacked by emotions so that you can't really think about anything anymore. And however, as usual, don't overdo the thinking about obstacles along your way too much. So if the thinking about obstacles in your way gets too much attention, if you dream too much about it, the same body reactions appears as it is with visualization. So your body is then experiencing that problem already and most likely your body will avoid taking action again. So thinking about obstacles in your way is a necessary preparation for actually being successful, but don't overdo it because otherwise your body will refuse to take action as well. So to sum this up, visualization is a great tool for goal setting and for figuring out what you really want. However, visualization as dreaming about your perfect future won't make you successful because visualization puts your body into a very satisfied and relaxed state because your body is already experiencing that wanted state, even though it is just in an imaginary way. So once you figure out your favorite goal, you have to ask yourself how to get there and then break your goal into practical day to day steps and make a one week plan, make a two weeks plan, make a monthly plan. And if you really want to be successful, start thinking about obstacles that will stand in your way and think about a plan B or plan C. What are you gonna do when XYZ will happen? And with that, I actually wanna wish you now all the best. First with visualization, with figuring out what you really want to do. And then with the second most important part with getting into actions. Doing a one week, two weeks, three weeks plan and really get into action and do the first step that you will really accomplish your goal in the future. I really hope that you really enjoyed this podcast episode now and that you totally understand why visualization is an awesome tool for identifying your personal goals. But if you really want to accomplish them, you actually need to take action. So ask yourself, what small step can you take today towards your desired goal? What can you actually do today to make it happen? I personally hope that you found something inspiring in this podcast episode. And if you like, I would be really happy if you leave me a a comment or like on our social media platforms, LinkedIn or Instagram. And other than that, I really hope to see you again soon. I wish you all the best and yeah, hope to see you again soon. Yours, Monica.